G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 2, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. Well, we have a very interesting program. We're actually almost at the very, very end of the Gospel of John. We have this lesson, we have the next one, and the next one is when we finish all together, the last verse of John, and then the one following is a summary. So you don't want to miss out on any of these. But what I want to share with you today is a very simple lesson title called Breakfast on the Beach. Now, don't think of big sandy beaches with Hawaiian-style waves and surfers all over the place. We're talking about the shore of the Sea of Galilee. It's not a beach beach. It is a lake with a shore. And on that shore, the disciples of Jesus are going to see him for the third time after he rose from the dead. And they're going to have breakfast as well, something they weren't expecting. In fact, They weren't expecting the Lord's appearance, let alone having breakfast. But that's exactly what happens. What we're going to see is that for those who have accepted Jesus and are following Jesus, the risen Christ is never far away from those who put him first, for those who've received him, for those who are, as it were, disciples of his. Disciple is someone who follows Jesus with all of their heart, all of the time. So this lesson, Breakfast on the Beach, is based on the 21st chapter of John, verses 9 to 17. So with that, let's read a couple of verses here. Simon Peter, this is verse 11, went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. All right, so what do we have here? First of all, we have a legendary catch of fish. And this is even more remarkable because it happened after a night of fruitless fishing. In other words, they fished all night, caught nothing. They get a word from Jesus who was standing on the shore, and he told them, just cast your net on the other side, and there will be a big catch. And sure enough, 
They got a big catch, 153. And we're going to learn, is there any significance to that number? Throughout the years, people have speculated, allegorized, hypothesized, and does it even really matter? Well, it matters for one reason, if nothing else. It is written. It is there in Scripture. It was ordained and led by the Holy Spirit who inspired the Scripture to begin with. But on top of that, Peter helps to bring in the net. Think of the net as a dragnet, and you actually can have on both sides of the rope where the net is fastened, two teams of men pulling the dragnet in, and that's where they caught the big amount of fish. And they weren't that far from the shore either, which is interesting, because normally you have to go further out where the lake is deeper in order to get the big fish, so to speak. So they bring the fish in. The miracle is not only did they get a lot of fish, but that the net did not break. And then Jesus gives them an invitation, too good to refuse. Come and dine. Where he stood, there was a fire of coals. Fish were already on the fire of coals, not the ones they caught. Apparently, these are ones that Jesus already had. And there was bread. So Jesus is inviting them to come and eat. It is a fact that God cares about our total person. He doesn't just care about the invisible part of us, our spirit and our soul. He also cares about our bodies too. And that's why Jesus is inviting all of us to breakfast. Now I'm going to read to you from John chapter 21, verses 9 to 17. Our lesson is called Breakfast on the Beach. Again, that reference is John chapter 21, verses 9 to 17. This is God's Word. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes, an hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus that cometh and taketh bread, and giveth them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Our reading was from John chapter 21. Verses 9 to 17. And our lesson is called Breakfast on the Beach. Well, let's 
have some breakfast, friends. Verse 9. This is the third appearance of Jesus to his disciples after his resurrection. Remember, the first two visitations happened in Jerusalem, a week apart. And this third visitation is happening a four days journey by foot from Jerusalem, and that's into Galilee, familiar home territory. Not only did the disciples live here, but they had their vocation, fishing on the lake. And amazingly, Jesus appears to them the first two times, and they still come back to Galilee. Of course, he had instructed them in another gospel that he would meet them there, in Matthew, I believe. But uh, they go fishing, because, well, after all, they weren't idle kind of people. If they're waiting for Jesus and not sure what to do in the interim, let's do something we know how to do, and that's fish. They had gone on a fruitless, all-night fishing expedition on the Sea of Galilee, but nothing was caught. At the dawn, they saw Jesus on the shore without recognizing him. He advised them to cast their nets on the right side, and there they would find fish. Indeed, they did, and it was a bumper crop. When John finally recognized that it was Jesus on the shore, Peter, hearing these words from John, it's the Lord, he got dressed up, covered himself, put on his garments, and jumped into the lake. It may be that he wanted to swim the 90 meters to Jesus rather than wait for the small boat full of men and fish to make the slower journey. Here, as soon as they landed, there was a fire of coals with fish already laid on top. Bread was also available. The master had made them breakfast. Bring on the fish. John 21.10 Though Jesus had fish on the coals, he now invites the disciples to bring the fish that they had already caught. Not sure what they would do with all those fish, but one option is they would salt and dry them for future use. And then in verse 11, Peter hauls in the fish. Simon Peter, safely now on land, I guess he's a good swimmer, helped to draw the net of fish. The amount of fish numbered 153. This amount, 153, has caused lots of speculation over the years, with many allegorical applications to the meaning of 153. Some of these interpretations, to be honest, in my estimation, are bizarre. What are we to make of this amount? Well, the best thing we can say is that an experienced fisherman like Peter would have counted the day's haul after it was all finished. John the beloved disciple, who also happened to be a fisherman, he was one of the two sons of Zebedee, it was logical that he would remember the amount of such a big catch of fish. And can we just say, as I said, shared earlier, when the Holy Spirit inspires something, it's there for a reason. And probably the reason in this case is to show that there is a meticulous attention to detail plus the amount they caught, was impressive. In other words, to show that Jesus has authority, as if we needed another reminder, to show that this was a historical event, not some kind of fairy tale 
or mythology. The other miracle, as highlighted before, is that this enormous number of fish did not break the net. Apparently, experienced fishermen were very impressed by that. But then we have the invitation. Verse 12. Jesus, as a great host, invites his disciples to come and dine. And no one asks who he was, since they knew it was the Lord. Especially they knew it was the Lord after the third time. Apparently they needed several visits from the Lord to prepare them for the task that was ahead. But friends, that also poses a question for all of us, practically speaking. There's many things that happen in life that are from God, that are the hand of God, that are the will of God. But even experienced Christians, if they're not careful, can miss the signals. We need to recognize when something is of God and when it's not. And please be careful, because in this age of deception, smoke, and mirrors, it's easy for the devil to construct a situation or bring a person that says all the right things, makes all the right noises, gives all the right feelings, and yet they can be from the pit of hell. So what we need is called discernment. And like everything else, you can ask God for discernment in prayer, but you can also learn discernment by learning God's Word. God's Word is a lamp to your feet. It is a light to your path. So they knew it was the Lord after the third time. And then in John 21, verse 13, Jesus taking the bread and breaking it should have been a very familiar sight by now for his followers. After all, Jesus broke the bread when feeding 5,000 people, probably not far from where they were having breakfast that morning. He broke the bread again at the feeding of 4,000 people. And, of course, there's another incident. He broke the bread at the Last Supper, and apparently Jesus broke bread in Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection. In fact, as soon as he broke the bread, those two men finally, finally recognized him, even though they had spent hours with him, and then he disappears. And here we have another incident, and that is breaking the bread on the shore of Galilee. So Jesus hands out the bread and the fish because it's breakfast time. And here, In verse 14, Peter and John and Jesus are all together, and it says that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he rose from the dead. It's the third time. John seems to like to point out the frequency of different things. This is the first miracle, the second miracle, third visit, second visit. But here we come to a very touching profound and maybe a little puzzling situation. We call it the restoration of Peter. Peter as a full credentialed apostle, Peter as a leader of the apostles, Peter as a spokesman, Peter as a irreversible lifelong follower of Jesus. Remember, he denied Jesus three times, not long before, Now he's going to have to affirm his love to Jesus. 
confess it out loud publicly three times. Now, although it doesn't say that was why he did it, it seems pretty logical. So, as is customary, when a meal is finished, then and only then should you talk business. I learned that when traveling uh, in Asia or dealing with people from Asia here in Australia, and that is eat the food, be pleasant, be friendly, be relaxed. After the meal is finished, then you get down to brass tacks. You get to business. So Peter is now going to be addressed by Jesus himself. And he says to him, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these? So Peter simply replies, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He doesn't add, well, you know I love you more than the others. It just simply left at that. Jesus responds, feed my lambs. Verse 16, Jesus asks a second time the same question. Peter, the second time, gives the same answer. Jesus then responds, not with feed my lambs, but feed my sheep. And then comes the third time in John twenty-one seventeen, Jesus asks Peter if he loves him. This time, Peter was getting wearied, and actually the text says he was grieved because of the repetition. I mean, did Jesus not believe him the first time? Or is there some kind of uh, hidden agenda here? And, and just Peter felt not very good about all this? But what choice did he have? He just simply had to answer the question. It was a simple question, even though it is for the third time. And here he adds the phrase, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus responds, feed my sheep. So that's the second time he used that phrase. Is it uh, that the lambs have grown to be great sheep? What he had in mind? We're not sure. There's so much to learn from God's word. But what we do know is it is, of course, to be given that we love Jesus. But words alone are not enough. For we actually demonstrate our love for Jesus by our actions. And how we treat others, especially in the church, will show the measure of how much we love Jesus. For if we treat people right in the house of God, then we will do right by God. If we treat people right who we can see, then we are honoring the Lord whom we don't yet see. But we will, and soon. Our lesson is called Breakfast on the Beach. And our lesson for life is this. The breakfast on the beach was a confirmation, if one was needed, that Jesus cares for the whole person. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.